So welcome to Game Go, a podcast where we talk about video games and whatever else we want to talk about. We are your Glad. hosts. Nope. Yep. Hey, <laughs> Hero. And Sonareth. And Sonareth, <laughs> who's rudely interrupting me. Yeah, I am During very excited. my very professional intro. Whatever else we're talking about is the key phrase there because I want to start this off with a new segment we're calling Whatever Etc., where we actually do talk about whatever we want. Stuff that might be nerdy but not necessarily video game related. And this week I want to talk about Wonder Woman. If you haven't seen the movie, it's awesome. Like, I went into it knowing that it was getting good reviews, only mildly interested in the movie itself, though. And I came out, like, completely blown away. And if you pre-order it on PlayStation 4 for 20 bucks, you get a free Wonder Woman theme. Uh, free in quotes because you're paying the 20 bucks, And you get 11,000 source crystals in Injustice 2, which you can use to buy, like, cosmetic stuff. Which makes it practically free. It's a good deal. I mean, and the, it's a great movie. So if you haven't seen it, go watch it, you know. Take the kids. But yeah, that's uh, this week. Uh, um, Back on to uh, video game news. Well, that was a little bit of video game news. But uh, PlayStation Plus finally got the full list. We mentioned Life is Strange uh, from Don't Not Entertainment and Killing Floor 2 by uh, Tripwire Interactive. Those are coming to PS4. For PS3, you get Abyss Odyssey from Ace Team and you get World Rally Championship 5 uh, from Killaton. But uh, you, if you have a PS Vita... These games are also, um, well, the ones I'm about to mention are also available to play on the PS4 because of crossplay. That's Neon Chrome from Ten Tons Limited and Spy Chameleon from Unfin- Unfinished Pixel. Uh, yeah, I always check out the PS Vita games. Those are pretty fun. They're like smaller arcade stuff usually. Uh, do you it have out. it, having a PS4 and all that? Do you you get the PS Vita, Vita games, games too? You can download them onto your PS4 as part of crossplay. So you don't even need the Vita? Nope. Nice. That's yeah. pretty awesome. And if you go on your account for the PS PlayStation or whatever, you can add all these games to your uh, your your library. Okay. So even if you don't have the console, you can have them. And then later on, you if you have the console, you can uh, download them for that. Xbox Games with Gold, uh, they have a few releases that came out. Actually, they start on the first of the month. Uh, and if you have an Xbox One, you can get Speedrunners from Tiny Build Games and Phantom Dust from Microsoft Studios. Actually tried Phantom Dust on PC. It's a, it's a re-release of an older game. It's it's weird, but it's pretty cool. Uh, and if you have a 360, you can play Assassin's Creed 3. Uh, that's backwards compatible, so you can play it on the Xbox One also. And then they also have a few games that you can start playing on the 16th. That's uh, going to be Watch Dogs for Xbox One, and for 360, it's Dragon Age Origins. Uh, Watch Dogs is from Ubisoft, and Dragon Age is from Bioware. So check those out if you haven't played them yet. They're all pretty solid titles. Uh, def- you know, if they're free, so totally worth it. Uh, it looks like uh, Middle Earth Shadow of War is going to get delayed to October 10th. Yeah. Want to deliver the highest quality project product. <laughs> um, not really surprising. I, if they have to delay it a bit, that's not a huge deal. It's supposed to come out in August, so Who is WB that? uh, that's Interactive. Du- <laughs> wow. Okay. Rocket League second anniversary update. Yeah. Uh, I can't believe that it's already been two years since it's been out. only been two years. It seems like it's been longer. Like, yeah. No, wait, that's what I meant to say. It okay. feels like it's been out forever. Yeah. Um, the new map, Champions Field, is coming out. They're adding 18 new songs. Goal Explosions. Yeah. Have you, did you, have you played the game? I know, yeah, I played the game. So you know how when you make the goal, it blows up and right. it sends everyone flying away from it? Now you're going to be able to customize the explosion. 
like how they blow up away from it or the way it looks? I think the way it looks because like even when you're using your boost, you can add like a digital trail or hearts or something. Okay. Yeah, that's a customizational uh That's pretty aspect. sweet. That's yeah. nice because it always, it always zooms in on it. So that's kind of cool to have that yeah. little personal touch in the replay. Like, where did all those hearts come from? From the guy that played for during Valentine's Day and got a, a heart, like, uh, explosion. Uh, should be cool. Um, closing out that season. Uh, four. On the on July 6th, is that when they're I closing I believe it? with this update, they're closing out the fourth, fourth season. Starting so that's the today. No, that's July. Ah. <laughs> it's a month because away. Because it's, it's a month away. They share numbers. Yes. And uh, the season, fifth season, will be starting soon after. They did mention that they want to try and keep the season shorter. I think closer to what Overwatch is doing. The game's been out two years, and they're only four seasons in. So I think they're trying okay. to cut Are that down a little. Half year long seasons. I think so. That's yeah. That's pretty Seems long. excessive. Um, that's a lot of investment. Yeah, it doesn't give you a lot of time season. to play anything else. If you want to stay up there, yeah. Right. It's fun though. It's a lot of fun. If you haven't tried it yet, like, there's a reason this game is insanely popular, even still. Um, it's two crazy. Years later. All they did was add remote control, or sorry, add together remote control cars and soccer, soccer. and then boom. Like, Although they did add uh, basketball as a mode in it. Yeah, they also and later they would end up doing that, and hockey was one for a little while, right? Where I it moves around like a puck. So I want to say puck? that it was. A puck? Yeah, it's a lot of fun, and it's just crazy the way, like, you'll go rocketing through the air and flip and hit the ball and goal, and it's, it's, it's exhilarating. Um, Devolver Digital, they were going to have a E3 indie picnic for everybody um, across the street from the Elevate Convention Center right. in a parking lot next to the Hooters. Uh, no longer open to the public. If you have your press pass, you can still attend, but they weren't able to get the necessary permits because of capacity issues. So, I mean, you're going to have to read about it or hear about it. Um, I mean, it, it, food, I guess. <laughs> Our public picnic <laughs> is no longer so public. public. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice that they're trying, but, uh, I mean, you know, I don't, I'm not too upset. Boo codes and regulations. Yeah. I mean, how often does fires, right? Right. I mean, we never get fires, ever. <laughs> That's not even a thing here. Mega Man Legacy Collection 2. Uh, not so many games as the first one. Well, that was 1 through 8 of Mega Man. Yeah, this one's going to have 7 through 10. Uh, those were 7 was the Super Nintendo one, right? I believe so. Yeah, Super Nintendo. That was a, And then that was the last title for a while until uh, 8 on PlayStation. Then 9 and 10 were the retro releases. Yeah, the D-makes, basically. Uh, they're going to include a museum with art and music, I think similar to what the first collection had. And you're also going to have the ability to cut your damage you receive in half and use checkpoint saves throughout the game. Just in case, you know, people that are less accustomed to this generation find it, you know, uh, more difficult to uh, to deal with. And it will be releasing uh, digitally for 19.99 American. Only 20 bucks for, what is that, five classic five, games? Four games. Seven through ten? Yeah, I was going to say, how did I get five? Seven minus ten is three, <laughs> and then you got to do, like, the inclusion of the one? Yeah, all right. Um, moving on, Humble Bundle. Uh, this week's Humble Bundle is called the Sekai Project Bundle, and it's coming from a developer, Sekai Project, and they mostly do visual novels. So, I mean, no, this isn't everybody's cup of tea, but if it is, this is a huge, a, a good deal. You're getting all these games. For, they're worth $289 separately. Yeah, um, that's a pretty big savings. Yeah, and... Uh, the charities you can pick are the Comic Book Legal Defense Fund, Doctors Without Borders, and Make-A-Wish, or you can just enter whatever charity you want. Um, I wonder if that could be abused. That seems uh, shady. Please donate to GameGo. <laughs> GameGo Without Borders. Um, <laughs> they did mention these games might not be G-rated, uh, so just you know keep an eye on that if you 
you know, yeah. they plan on buying these. I think people who are really big fans of these kind of understand what they're getting into. Anyone who doesn't, you were warned. <laughs> yes. Uh, for the first tier, it's pay what you want. I, mean, I think it's a dollar minimum. Um, if, if you pay that, you get Fault Milestone 1, Kata Kata, Nekopata Volume 0, I'm in a marginal, rain marginal, and 10% off Humble Monthly for new subscribers. And that's kind of like a monthly package of just games. Now, if you beat the average, which right now is $9.75, you get Nekopata Volume 1, Idle Magical Girl Cheeto Cheeto Me Cheeto Part 1. Sorry if I'm butchering these names, by the way. Narcissu 10th Anniversary Project, Fault Milestone 2, Side Above, Sound of Drop, Fall into Poison, Highway Blossoms, and Japanese School Life. And if you pay the uh, highest tier, which is $12 or more, you get Nekopata Volume 2, World N Economica Complete, which I believe is a three-part series. What the hell is that title? Uh, Idol Magical Girl Cheeto Cheeto Me Cheeto Part 2, Memories Dogma Code 1, Root Double Before Crime After Days Extend Edition. Okay, what the hell is that title? And Sunrider Liberation Day Captain's Edition. Uh, the, I mentioned like six games there, not like 20. Some of you might. Just say, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, take a look. It's on HumbleBundle.com. Um, if you like it, go for it. It might be, you know. For a dollar, it's still kind of worth it if you, you know, want to just experiment a little with different types of games. Yeah. Again, it's $289 worth of content for... 12 bucks. At most, $12. I, like, I mean, at least 12 How do I... Oh, no. I mean, I'm wondering what happens if uh, the average gets above the highest tier. Huh. Yeah. $12 <laughs> gets everything always, Yeah, I think, I, guess. I think that would be it. Anyway, yeah, that's it for Humble Bundle. So, Destiny 1, uh, Bungie has announced that they're done updating the game. They are no longer going to be adding any new content. Any major issues will still be addressed. They're still giving, uh, they're still supporting the game as far as that, but it's done. Destiny 1 is done. That's crazy. Yeah, the game as it is, is is it. Whatever. For better or worse. The state, yeah, the state that it's in now is the state that it will stay in as long as it's no, there's no game breaking issues. I'm still holding out hope that they're going to release like one last little hurrah um, right before Destiny 2 comes out. Mm -hmm. Maybe to like foreshadow it or kind of acknowledge that it's been, you know, three years by the time the next one comes out. It's been three years. Let's not get sued. Yeah. Um,. So this was this morning, right? The uh, Pokemon yeah. Nintendo Direct? 7 a.m. I had an alarm set for that. I don't know if you heard it. Uh, I know that I wasn't woken up for it. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know if you wanted to. <laughs> anyway, um, Pokemon Tournament DX was announced. It's a re-release of Pokemon Tournament for the Wii U. It's going to be on the Switch, and they're adding five new characters. Darkrai, Caesar, Krogunk, Empoleon, and the new uh, Grass Ghost starter, Decidueye. Okay. How do you feel? Uh, I got some feelings about the game being re-released. I'm really going to have some feelings about it once we find out the price, which... Probably 60 I I already I like know it. It's like I don't even have to ask. I know it's going to be full price, and this is something I'm already feeling is going to be a pattern, and I'm not going to like that about the Switch. I don't want to have to... I didn't get everything on the Wii U, so yeah, cool. I get a chance to play them on a, on a superior machine, but I'm, I... It does not sit well with me to have to pay full price for any of these. Even Mario Kart 8, we talked about it, what, two, ca- two podcasts ago? One of ago? the earliest episodes, yeah. Yeah, like I was, alre- I was already super unhappy with the fact that that was going to be full price. And that was five years ago. This game came out two years ago. Yeah, so this has even less legs to stand on. I think they are adding some uh, ranking online matches. 
I mean, you know, uh, I know that's not going to convince you, but they are adding some stuff. Uh, I, I actually don't support the fact that they're re-releasing this, especially considering that they've been working on a Nintendo Switch project, and mm-hmm. I was hoping it was going to be, like, some big Pokemon mainline game. Yeah, not, and instead it's it's a remake of a game that already came out. Hopefully this is... Well, I mean, you can't remake a game that didn't come out. Yeah, but, I don't need you to point things out like that to me, okay? I'm hoping this isn't, like, the big <laughs> Nintendo game that they teased that that they were coming out for the Switch. Um, yeah, this that would be the biggest disappointment. It's like, this this isn't the big surprise that you guys said, right? It's like that Simpsons when Bart's mom gets him the golf game instead of Bloodstorm. <laughs> it's like, you remember that game you wanted so bad? Lee Trevino's golf tour. Would you like to continue? You have selected no. <laughs> Uh, all right. Anyway, so Pokemon Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon were announced for the 3DS uh, in this Nintendo Direct. These are going to be sequels to Sun and Moon, kind of like Black and White 2 uh, were for Black and White. And uh, it looks like they're adding some weird prismatic armor to Sol Golio and Lunala. Uh, I'm not sure what the story significance of that is. Um, hopefully they'll show off more within the next few weeks. Well, it's supposed to be similar to... Black and white twos. Yes. Dragon well, I'm not sure if they're gonna theme, fuse right? with it or something. We'll we'll, we'll see. Um, but that is supposed to come out, I think, November this year. Okay. Uh, in another re-release, man, they're getting good at these. Pokemon Gold and Silver for Virtual Console is coming out, and it's gonna have Poke Bank Poke Bank compatibility, like the uh, red, uh, blue, and yellow did when those came out. Right. So That's... you will be able to catch Pokemon Gold and Silver and bring them and into bring them. Ultra Moon, Ultra Sun. That's whatever you want. Damn right, better. Good. That is pretty cool. Uh, what was it? This was the this was the one they needed to make a correction on, right? How was what? The announcement they needed to make a correction on, where they accidentally. That's right. Uh, yeah, for Sun Ultra Sun and Moon, they had accidentally left the uh, Switch icon on the web page. People were speculating it's coming to the Switch. Unfortunately, Nintendo squashed that rumor pretty quickly, saying it was kind of a clerical error. That's not an indicator of their future plans. Yeah. Which is also very disappointing. It's just unfortunate that there are a lot of disappointments right now, accident or not. Yeah. Uh, they got our hopes up and dashed them expertly so. <laughs> expertly <laughs> even. Um, but, you know, we might have to worry about it uh, for much longer. The zombie apocalypse might be starting because a Vietnamese skincare clinic uh, is apparently the Umbrella Corporation. Yeah, this was creepy and weird and dumb. Yeah, Medicare <laughs> Dermatologist Clinic in uh, Vietnam, they... Their logo is the Umbrella Corp logo. It's it's the eight bisected uh, red and white triangles. They are also surprised about this whole coincidence. Apparently, they um, the logo was made for them externally, so now they're kind of looking into it, and hopefully, hopefully, they find that there's no creepy mansion that they have to check in. They're on going and, to realize that they hired like some like 19 year old dude who just played like the old Resident <laughs> Evil for the first time. And yeah, he just he needs some cash for some more games, so he put his uh, resume out there on Monster, and there you go, employed. Yeah. Uh, hopefully they change it, and hopefully they let us know what it is, because I'm actually kind of wondering what they're gonna turn it into. I want to know, like, I just can't wait to find out that it is that. Couple of very depressing games that we reviewed: uh, Lisa the First and uh, Super Bam. Man, I can't even say it. It's that sad is Super Bomberman R, and we don't know which one brought us to tears more. So you're thinking Bomberman, and you're thinking either it's really super linear single player, 
or it's, you know, multiplayer, which back then on Super Nintendo brought us... Oh, my God. That was my jam. Those were good times, right? Yep. Those were good times. Now, uh, exact same gameplay, not so great anymore. It's pretty dated, pretty basic, and it's not presented in the best way either. I feel like if they'd gone with 2D sprites, it probably would have been better. There was just, playing 3D, it felt like there was a lot more information to take in, and so, like, I was way too cautious, whereas in the old game, I'd be, like, with 10 skates running down and dropping bombs every other way so that the entire thing would just blow up. The skates being the power-up that yeah, uh, the gives increases you speed, your speed in this game. Yeah, it, it's got, it even uses the old sprites from... For the power-ups. Yeah, for those from the power-ups. So it's kind of weird that they take that and, uh, I don't know, just the re the redesign of these graphics using the the old mechanics, it didn't go so great together. And the voices that go with these graphics. These are really bad. Let's, let's f- say... The best thing about this game is the music, and the music isn't all that great. Yeah. It just is the best thing about the game. The music, yeah. I'll give it, like, maybe a 6 out of 10. It's setting the bar real low, and nothing nothing surpasses it. Um, it's... Yeah. It, the, there's cutscenes that are, like, really unpolished, and I didn't notice this, but Hate did, that they invent, like, a language that they don't really ever explain. There's so, characters that pop up every, like, other scene. Yeah. At first, Sano saw it, and he thought Japanese characters. I'm like, no, really look at them. And then, so you got your character speaking in English or Japanese, whatever you wanted in. You got the actual subtitles of that in English or Japanese. Then you have this weird, just every time somebody starts a set of lines, a, st- a, a bit like of shouts. a dialogue, yeah. it, when, when the tense changes... Then this other weird speech bubble comes out of whoever, the, the head of whoever's talking, but it's in their own, like, Bomberman language. So I don't understand who the hell is that supposed to help out? Who is that presented there for? <laughs> is a fictional Bomberman character going to be playing through this game and read, oh, hey, that guy just said that, even though I also understand the language that he's saying because of the subtitles that are there anyway. Yeah. Um, Knowing that this was going to be a video, I can't see any necessity for putting those speech bubbles in there for any reason. Yeah. And all the scenes, um, it's it reminded me of those really cringy anime moments where the characters are, like, being silly or yelling at each other. The whole, the, all the uh, cutscenes are like that. They are doing that really bad, like, that acting, acting, I need you to be a adorable little freaky animal that transforms into a ship kind of like adorable (laughs) hi oh this is me and i have a bomb and it like that kind of cringy (laughs) mother effing yeah who hires these people still these are not good voice actors this was terrible voice direction even as well like, nobody really knew exactly what the end product of this thing was supposed to be. There's yeah. a lot of weird ideas that are kind of juxtaposed together. Like, some of this stuff, you could snapshot it, and it'll look like those early memes. Like, you know, back from when uh, 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 the, the frog on the tricycle. Pepe? Frog on a tricycle. Oh, on a tricycle. Oh, that's right. The boy. Like, frog and toy or whatever. It's just stupid, random things put together all juxtaposed, except just make them storytelling elements that have nothing to do with each other. And you could take a snapshot of any of these and have it turn into a meme like that. They yeah. Have, 
They're just so absurdly put together, it doesn't make any sense. This is Konami's first Bomberman game. Uh, they but it's not their they first game. Acquired, <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Although my point is, it didn't feel right either playing the multiplayer. And they acquired Hudson like five years ago, but there hasn't been a Bomberman game for yeah, a while. They and haven't done anything with the property. Which is why it's so frustrating that this game ended up so like not Bomberman. They they acquired Hudson. They could have if they still had the people there, they could have consulted them on this whole thing. Right. And it just didn't... It's been like seven years since a Bomberman game came out on a console and on a, on a new console, like the Switch. Like a, yeah, this like, is like a, a launch a, title. A se- it was a launch title, yeah. right? Yeah, I was going to say semi-launch, but it was a launch title, full well, on. Yeah. And it's a disappointing one. I, I don't want this game anymore. I regret getting it. Yeah. I mean, maybe with four people it's fun, but I don't want to... I'm not willing to wait to find out. No, nah, me neither... It's, uh, maybe to be a little bit clear, I like what's in there functions. The game is still a solidly built game, but things are are dated and the mechanics don't exactly match up to the way they used to. Being in 3D, I think the characters have a little bit too much free space to move. They're not restricted to just grid spaces, whereas some other important game elements are. And it's kind of weird to have that disconnect between your main characters who can travel freely along this, these, uh, these grounds, and then the bombs are still stuck to their grid spaces. This actually reminds me of uh, Bomberman 64, I think. The, this was the first 3D Bomberman. You could only move in grid still, but your bombs would blow up in circular radius. Right, because we were in 3D. We were no longer we were no longer restricted to having it only move in those two directions. Yeah, so not only would you have to worry about the cross explosion, but also you couldn't be like diagonally from it a certain distance. Or and that to you. me makes a lot more sense considering it's a bomb, it's an explosion. That's fine. But also, it just seems like the opposite problem here, where... Now you can move more freely. And the bomb has become way more restricted. Yes, and you might be stepping over the line right into bomb territory just barely, and that'll kill you. It just... As opposed (laughs) to before where you could tap up or down, and you're going to move a a set number of pixels away or towards the the explosion. Yeah, uh, it just... uh, It doesn't feel like Bomberman. Uh, It's it's really a a disappointment. Yeah, and just especially considering right now the Switch uh, uh, library is super shallow. I know that it's just launched only so so little ago, but... I mean, it's definitely stronger now than when it started. Yeah. Um, a lot of indie titles. Uh, that's I think that's one of the problems is that that's where the strength is right now, is in the indie titles and not in any of these... I mean, like I said a few times, Zelda, I think, is worth getting the console for alone. Mm-hmm. You already have Zelda, though, for Wii U, so you're not going to get it, but yeah. Indie consoles are definitely what's going to tide you over till the next, uh, in, sorry, indie titles. Yeah. Until indie the next titles. major release. Uh, so ARMS is coming out soon, uh, Splatoon. But until then, you have a few games that'll keep you occupied. Which yeah. I don't think that's a problem. Also, considering we grew up playing the older Bomberman games, new generation might enjoy this. They're not used, they don't have uh, that that expectation. They don't have the standards. Right. Um, and They're going to come in with fresh eyes, yeah. and that might be fun to them. We're pretty critical. They might enjoy the more cartoony characters, uh, the exaggerated emotions and uh, acting, or in certain cases, it's just very dull acting. But, um, you know, that's something to keep in mind. Uh, maybe get this game when it's 20 bucks. Uh, yeah, that's all I have to say about it. Yeah. If you want to try it out, I'd definitely wait till it drops in price. Rent it. Uh, if there's anywhere to rent it. I don't know anyone that's doing, like... 
the cartridge rentals, right? Yeah. <laughs> In any case, yeah, that's our take on Super Bomberman R. Let's Would get, not uh, recommend it. Yeah. Um, but if you want to try it, hey, you, maybe maybe you're nostalgic for Bomberman and you'll get something out of it that we did not. Yeah. Now let's uh, talk about something a little more uplifting. Lisa the first. You said uplifting. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> recently went through uh, Lisa the Painful, thinking that it was the only game in the series, find out it's a trilogy, went back and we did uh, Lisa the First on our live stream. You can watch that on our YouTube. Now, this is a fan remake of another RPG Maker game. Um, he didn't use the same title that he did for Lisa the Painful. And even by his own admittance, this game does not look or play extremely solid. But then again, there's not a whole lot of uh, elements to it. You run around the... After running away from your house, you explore your neighborhood, your area around the house. And it's just a lot of... uh, Beyond that, you're also exploring, I guess, what seems like her memories, her psyche, her mind. You're doing a lot of traveling between what looks like her real world, where she actually physically lives, and then what's going on in her own head. Uh, you see a lot of uh, her abusive father everywhere, like that dance club. <laughs> oh, yeah. he was. It was a bar, right? It was a bar. Yeah, it was a bar, but it had the dance floor there. And yeah. yeah, that was creepy. This game is really weird. If you don't know about the Lisa trilogy, it's just uh, it's a, it's made by... Oh, man. I, I, Dingling? He calls himself Dingaling. He changed the name, and he's something jo- Austin Jorgensen, I think that's his name. Oh, had to look that up. But great game, Lisa the First, top-down RPG. A lot of uh, comparisons uh, as far as movement to Earthbound, and um, the graphics look not so great. It's very simplistic, like we said. It's an RPG maker game, but it's not like. Sorry, Lisa the First, or Lisa the Painful was also an RPG uh, RPG Maker game. But that game got a, some more polish as far as the graphics. Yeah. This game looks like it's straight just uh, borrowing assets left and right. Uh, story is very dark. It is. It has very, very mature subject matter. It basically is going through the abuse or what goes on in the aftermath of someone being abused sexually and you are playing as a little girl. I don't know exactly what age, but she is a little girl. And yeah, the game, uh, it doesn't do a whole lot to, um, you're not, you're not going to be sympathizing or learning anything new about trauma survivors. It's not really going from that angle. It is just a dramatic story. It, it does, it is kind of commentary on like, hey, this is, this kind of lasts in a person like that forever. Yeah. She it's, literally cannot escape her abuser. Mm-hmm. Every, every memory she has that's even kind of pleasant ends up being tainted by turning into him. It's, uh, it's pretty it, sad. Right. Whether, whether that's like something that he wants to say, like if that's a message he pushes and you, hey, don't be creepy assholes. Or if it's just, you know, just part of the story, which it seems like it could go either way. Um, it just was uh, really shocking, I guess, at first, but also not terribly done. Um, it's not so... Lisa the First isn't so great, but what it ends up leading up to in Lisa the Painful, and now we started Lisa the Joyful a little bit, it all is uh, working out to be a really great and kind of, do I want to say emotionally gripping 
Because, I mean... Yeah, it feels like a punch in the gut. It does. You Every time you learn some new story bit and you're going through the uh, chapters of this game, it just... You start feeling more and more for not just uh, uh, Buddy and yeah. not just Lisa, but you start feeling for the characters around them, too, and start feeling pity for them. This game, it seems... Or in Lisa the First, it seems like everybody... Everybody but Lisa is a bad guy. I mean, Lisa's not even a good or bad guy. She's just trying to get the hell away from her dad. Kind of anti-hero-ish. But, yeah, it. there's a lot of weird, creepy things. Like, somebody tells you to go to some secret path behind a uh, cement house, and there you're given a banana by a guy. At some other point, somebody gives you a uh, weird mushroom, and it's all, like, it is all supposed to be very... Creepy, phallic, suggestive, suggestive uh, uh, mementos and items. Uh, what what sucks is that some of the stuff, you just go and walk and you get the item and it doesn't seem like the item does anything else afterwards. It's just, yeah, you got that when you went to that, to that basically you went to that back alley and some stuff happened there. It never shows anything happening to this girl, but the implications are there. It's a very... Very like I'm not into RPG maker games. I don't really go on a, I don't go out looking for other titles made uh, in this format. But this game caught my attention, and I needed to check it out. I suggest you do too. Be prepared emotionally. It's dark. It it uh, there's a naked sprite. There's a naked sprite of a dude, <laughs> like presenting himself in front of a girl. Yeah, uh, it's really disturbing. <laughs> It goes, it goes places. I do suggest it. I will say, though, the music is, like, crazy good. There's some weird sound effects. I One guy just... Every every toilet you oh observe is... Um, it was pretty popular in the stream. I was ready to get serious about the music, and then you said that. But, no, the music, they... I don't know what he does. It just kind of, like, works. The rumor is that he used a trial version of Fruity Loops to make all of the music between these games. Okay. Yeah, I and I figured some of it to be just game maker or sorry, RPG maker in their Default. libraries. Yeah. Okay. But it seems that all the music was done by him. Yeah, no, it's uh it's great. Um it definitely fits the game or games in in the trilogy uh really well, but um I mean every, everything everything about it just kind of fits together and it creates this really sad story. Uh, so if you feel like having an emotional day, um, it, we beat it in like an hour. Yeah, Lisa the first, just about an hour, a little bit more over an hour. And that's because we were struggling on one part. We kept on having to go back. There's two quote-unquote endings. It's basically just an alteration of which way you go, isn't it? I, I don't know. We didn't see the first ending. We only saw the second one. No, we saw we saw both endings. The, the The end, the blank the end screen is one ending. Oh, and then that second thing okay. that we went back to. All right. So keep so there exploring. there are two endings, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, it was, it was, a, it was good. Definitely worth the... Uh, was it free? Yeah, that game was free. Okay. Just do a search for it, and it's on a couple of forums. Nah, it's not not pirating it. Just it's it's out there. It's, an, it's a RPG Maker game. So, yeah, it's out there. Yeah, you should check it out. So this week, uh, this coming week isn't particularly busy. There's only a few games that are really coming out that are noteworthy at all. Um... By the time you're listening to this, should be Wednesday, June 7th. Perception is coming out on the PS4. It's already out on PC, but it is uh, 
will be releasing on the console, and it's from Deep End Games, and it's about a blind girl who uses like echolocation to explore her uh, surroundings. She's their devil, basically. But a girl. Yes, uh, and then Thursday, June eighth, you're going to be seeing Warhammer 40K: Dawn of War three from Relic Entertainment. That's going to be out for Linux and Mac. It's already out on PC. Um, Wonder Boy: The Dragon's Trap is coming out on PC. Uh, that's from Lizard Cube. That's already out on Switch. So if you played it there, you're not really missing much, or you know, it's not news to you. Uh, Goner is a Switch game coming from Art in Heart. That's a that's a game I want to play. Yeah, it's a roguelike where this little blob dude is just shooting massive cannons at people. It looks crazy. It looks pretty nuts. It's yeah. got some interesting uh, elements that you can pick up from the uh, just watching it. Yeah, the art style looks pretty cool. Uh, and Shantae Half Genie Heroes coming to Switch. That's from Way Forward Tech. One of my favorite uh, franchises there. Really? I've never played. Shantae is fun times. It's Metroidvania, a little bit lighter on it. The humor, I like it. I love their, okay. I love their humor. Cool. Uh, Friday, June 9th, we're getting uh, Dirt 4. That's coming to PC, PS4, and Xbox One from Codemasters. And Colat is uh, coming to Xbox One from Imagine Pro. Imagine Pro? I'm not sure. Um, I-M-G-N dot P-R-O. Yeah, they don't have vowels in there. I in the first part. I imagine they professionally pronounce it that Stop. way. Stop. Okay, Tuesday, June 13th. <laughs> the only notable uh, release is Cars 3 Driven to Win. That's Everybody's going to gonna be on that. It's coming to current and last-gen consoles. That's uh, Wii U, PS3, Xbox 360, and Switch, PS4, and Xbox One. And that's coming from Avalanche Software. They're also the ones that did uh, Disney Infinity, I believe. So, subject of the week, topic of the day, big old topic opinion thing of the day. (laughs) A lot of very similar games have been coming out since... Uh, we've gotten tools that make it a lot easier for anybody to go ahead and make a game because anybody can craft a game and any of those people can go ahead and upload their code up to somewhere where anyone else can get that game that that guy crafted and then they can go ahead and quote-unquote make their own game as well. One of the games we want to talk about is uh, Minecraft. Not one of the games, one of the sets of clones that we want to talk about are Minecraft's clones. You know, I, I before we get too far into this, I do want to mention, like, I remember when GTA 3 came out, and that was a big deal because it was, like, the first big, huge sandbox game. There were so many other clones, and that's before everyone had access to these tools that let them just make their own. Right. And now it seems like the Wild West where one person strikes gold and everyone's just rushing for this idea. Okay, I got you. Yeah. So now that people, like... You know, you didn't have a ton of studios back then. Like, you know, just everyday Joe is not going to be like, oh, that GTA sounds like something I could do. Now it is. And now you're seeing the result that a bunch of people are making these uh, clones, like you were saying. Yeah. It's great that Steam had the Project Greenlight uh, thing going on before. And it's great that... Greenlight's dead today. Oh, it dies today. Well, maybe this project is just <laughs> as, or this topic is just as dead. <laughs> <laughs> I don't because think it will be. They still have something in the works that's going to be similar. Probably okay, better refined. Because I was going to say that it's great that Steam lets, uh, I don't want to say just anybody, but whoever, you know, went through the work of at least getting a runnable application sometimes <laughs> yeah. up on their servers for everyone else to see and for everyone else to, you know, for it to be exhibited to everyone else. Where, you know, you want it to be. I want, I made a game and I want the world to see it. Steam, will you put it up? Steam's like, yes, we'll put it up. 
And that's that's been great, except for the fact that this started happening, okay? Start looking. If you can, you can do a Google search for just Minecraft clones, and you can have a list come up <laughs> that is titled that. And it's yeah. not an automatically generated one. It's, it's somebody just had a list of Minecraft clones because that is a thing. Minecraft may, however you see it, if you see it as a toy, if you see it as a game, whatever, it was one of the, is the big one that did what it's doing and made it, you know, universally, it serialized it. It was the GTA 3 of... Uh, it was the GTA 3 of those voxel building things. games. Then... Terraria. Everyone who... Just anyone with any aspiration to make a game at all decided, I'm just going to make Minecraft again. And so a billion of those came out. Signs of Life, Dig or Die, King Arthur's Gold, uh, uh, Korea. Korea, Edge of Space, Planet Centauri. These are a couple of them that we had uh, that we had put up there. And just looking through their freaking Steam pages on the, on, uh, the screenshots on their Steam pages, you can easily mix any one of these up for another so long as... The only differentiation being like, oh, those are pixelated and those aren't. Yeah, the gameplay is almost uh, the same. One of them, uh, Dig or Die, adds some minor tower defense stuff, which if you're playing Terraria, uh, there's already kind of that stuff where at night you get attacked by monsters, so you have to kind of basically either hole up or just build up some defenses so that you're, you know, you'll be safe. Uh, in King Arthur's Gold, it's got like a Home Alone vibe to it, again, where you're defending yourself from other people, or I think computers. Uh, Kriya, they took Terraria and added a talent tree to the game. Edge of Space is Terraria in space. So is uh, Starbound, actually, but I heard that one's actually good. And Planet Satori, we saw, we saw one review or one comment saying that it's going to be a good clone. And that in itself says a lot about the state of yeah. this genre. Oh, yeah, no, this one, this one's going to be really good at copying that game we actually liked and then... I guess being its own thing, but it just it will be a good clone is a horrible praise for anything that is supposed to be original. Yeah, they say imitation is the sincerest form of flattery, but that's if you can actually imitate it. These games don't always succeed at that. Yeah, and then even then, like you already have this older game that does it, so why are you just gonna buy a new game that, that does it, it in a worse way? Is like okay, cool, that's. That's great, Bob. I, I like your, your first models that you've ever made. It's cool that they're animating in this, but there's still Minecraft out there. Yeah. And, and, and then this is this is speaking as someone who has probably put an hour in his life total into Minecraft. I'm not a fan or a defender. It's just, this is ridiculous. This became a big thing. It, it became a genre that I confused for one game. <laughs> is and and that okay. yeah I, I don't know that I could say it any better is that this I thought like seven of these games were the same game and it turns out no those are seven different people who think they have better ideas than each other which honestly if they pulled together and worked on one game that might be good it might, who knows it might at the very least they'll get together realize oh none of our ideas are original and then you know go back to playing something I don't know, get some form of inspiration for something else because everyone else wants to do what you're already doing, what has already been done. Hopping back to uh, King Arthur's Gold, one of the quotes we found from a user named uh, Mercenary Leader, one of my all-time favorites, pulled about 300 hours into it about two years ago. I guess I took a break because I got CSGO. I came back in the community that I once loved so much, dot, dot, dot. It's just, 
he, he's expressing his, uh, oh, it's a simple shell of what it used to be. I found myself one server, I found maybe one server that had a decent amount of people too bad. This is this is uh, another, a symptom? A cause? I don't know exactly what words I should use, but when all of these games come out in this amount, in this great amount, and this quickly, not a lot of people are going to stick around for too long on any of them. And what he's saying is going on on a lot of the other ones that age only about a year to two years. They're not that old, but they're all, their servers are already dying and they're full of just buttholes. Like, like he said, uh, one of my all-time favorites. Like, and he left because the community is now not so great anymore. I found one server that had a decent amount of people. Yeah, so it looks like the game's a ghost town now. If, I mean... I don't know if Terraria is just still booming. I, I imagine that it is, considering like this is where it all stemmed from, or most of it stemmed from. Uh, I don't know. Like it just there's too much. It's a, they're almost literally a dime a dozen now, where you, you're gonna turn and you're gonna see three of these games, and uh, I just unless you can really innovate, I don't know if you need to make another of the same thing. One thing I just now, I mean, we didn't write this one down, but another thing that uh really sucks about these is how terrible how do i say this just the dollar value for these games is just completely randomized per title some of these are free some of these are still early access some of these are done but all of them have really weird pricing uh going on going away from the uh minecraft uh, uh clones they're daisy clones okay plenty of those the best one here is free. Um, the Unturned? The Unturned. The Unturned is a free game that is a, a quote-unquote still in early access. Uh, very positive. It's one of the few that has that combination on this list of being free, having very positive, and being throughout both recent and overall reviews. H1Z1 is one of the main games that started this whole cloning fanatic, and even it has mixed reviews, and you have to pay for that one. On top of which, they even split it into two games. One of which is a King of the Hill type game, like uh, Player Unknown Battlegrounds. It, which also sounds like it's gonna be another clone fest. Uh huh. You already have a Ark. Already has their own King of the Hill version. It, it feels like we're gonna see a lot more of these uh, types of games. Right. These kind of things, they become a signs that this this these markets are getting a little bit too flooded. There's no way to tell which one of these are actually good, which one of these are going to be worth your time, which one of these are going to be worth your money. Especially on Kickstarter, like, where they're asking for money before the game's, like, out. The Stomping Land was a survival game set in the land of dinosaurs. This one got over 100000 on its Kickstarter, which was well beyond its goal. That game came out and got removed from the Steam store. People paid, they're not getting their money back. Whereas, like I said... Unturned, free, go play it, very positive reviews all around everywhere. You have other games like uh, The Forest, very positive at $15. Uh, that's great. The Ru- Rust Rust has been out since 2013 and still calls itself early access. That's another thing, too, is these guys just... Uh, uh, it seems like early access is a nice excuse for we don't know when it'll be finished. Maybe we'll stop... Maybe we're just not at interested in this project. Play test the game for us. But basically, basically, oh, early access, cool. Buy the buy buy your ability to beta for us, 
That's that's the like one of the worst things. I used to be a QA tester. Yeah, whoever said like, let's fire these guys and and make people pay us to do this. That like, that person is a genius. Yeah, and, and I just can't believe how excited can you be about very much more than likely broken code. I mean, spending honestly, time on a the... game that isn't done that. It's cool when it's a big developer. I would love to see Nintendo do that to any of their titles. I would pay crazy front money, crazy money to be up front to that. But when it's just some Jagoff that I've never heard of who is his second or third fucking project and he's just throwing it up on Steam literally because he can. There's no other fucking reason. It's literally I can upload this and so therefore I will. I got I I don't understand why the hell I would want to follow the development of something like that. Yeah. If some people though are good at spinning it and presenting it well and polishing certain parts of it so that it looks like it's a competent package and then it turns out it's not like this isn't exactly the same but a game like no man's sky where people were thinking they were getting more than they were Mm -hmm. from a developer that was charging a 60 dollar you know for the game it didn't go down the way that a lot of people wanted and that that's like with a big mainstream like you know, this isn't like the CD back alleys of Steam's green light things where everyone can just put up whatever they want. You know, so if it happens there, it can certainly happen here where people are putting their money for games they're never going to see or games that will eventually get closed down before they ever leave early access. And it's just, it's not right. Hopefully with the uh, end of the Steam green light pro- pro- program, whatever they implement instead will be better at weeding out this sort of behavior. Did you Did you mention another yet? No, there's a couple of titles oh, right man. here that we still didn't even get to. And Nether, Mortis and Sanus, State of Decay, Seven Days to Die, which is just Daisy in Minecraft. There's all this. It was cool the first time somebody showed me, oh, you just punch the crap out of whatever element here to get the resources from it. But that like somebody decided that everybody unanimously apparently decided we need to include this in every game we come out with now. That was insane. It's uh, it's in Rust too. The whole Minecraft like I, just I, okay, yeah. Build up your stuff and survive. I, I don't like judging games so much based on innovation anymore. I kind of figured a long time ago I'm not gonna see too many new things. It is really hard, and basically the only the only reason we haven't seen some things happen in video games yet is because of hardware limitations. Give it some time, and then we'll see one or two new things that can surprise us. But right now, I don't know anything that can't happen in a video game anymore. We've seen almost everything that can. Uh, we, we, we've, there's games that will delete your actual, uh, your actual hard drive data. It, it's, it's, yeah. Near? Uh, no. What? The first Nier did that, didn't it? Not intentionally, I don't think. I think at the end of the game, the only way to defeat it is to, like, erase your memories. Okay, it, I did it, not know that. Yeah. That's pretty What sweet. were you talking about, though? This other just little indie game where every enemy on the on the screen is representative of a file on your computer, and by destroying that enemy, it is deleting that file. So God only knows, you might end up accidentally shooting file uh, 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 system32.exe and just completely kill your system. It happened uh, when it first came out. Uh, some dudes put it on a bunch of uh, kiosks at a, at different like Best Buy and different electronic stores. Wow! And yeah, that was a fun time to just sit back and watch the havoc happen. Innovation that was cool. That was crazy. That was a dick move. I, I literally have a list here of 10 games that if I presented them to the average person and even maybe an avid video gamer, they would not be able to tell one from the other, some from the others, not all. 
And that's that's just a bad problem. Any saturation of any market, especially in one as, I mean, it's not like the video game industry is the strongest market out there. It's not the easiest to bounce back from when we do have crashes. Things like these are signs that one is going to happen. They help and lend to it. People stop wanting to play these games. They stop looking, they lose interest because of the uh, saturation. This is what happened. This is what experts estimated happened with Guitar Hero. Is uh, oh my god, yeah, Kotek, uh, the CEO at the time, Bobby Kotek. It just once he took over, he we've seen it in his business strategies before. He's why we got Yu Gi Oh, Card Captor Sakura. Like, he's why Kids WB suddenly became Kids WBB. Very weeaboo. I, all the animes there are because of him. It was cheap to bring him over here, do it in mass. All right, cool. And now we got. Now we've got uh, a bunch of animes on here, all our ratings, all the kids love us. Yeah, to be fair, Yu-Gi-Oh! was pretty cool at first. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm not going to say anything against that. <laughs> I'm going to leave you to your opinions and just let you know that it's wrong, but okay. <laughs> but so he did the exact same thing to get, uh, Guitar Hero. Here's one good example of something that kind of sells and people are really liking it, so let me just... Let's come out with seven of these in a year. And I stay, and I'm, I know for a fact no one will get tired of it because that's not how people work, right? <laughs> yeah, but no. that's, that's what he did. And that's why, that's why Guitar Hero and Rock Band have had to have a resurgence. Was it Red Octane or Harmonix that broke off into Rock Band? Harmonix, right? Harmonix broke off, yeah. Yeah. So like on top of what he was doing, releasing the game every year, then you had competitors. And then also DJ Hero and Band Hero which was, and Lego Rock Band. It didn't matter. Like, you're looking at this stuff, and you can't tell which is what. And you can't tell Beatles which ones are band. worth playing. Yeah. You don't know. So many of these are coming out. On top of that, DLC, like, discs, those were oh, throwing in some right. more confusion. Everybody thought just like, okay, so do we even play video games on this machine anymore? Uh, it seemed like it was just more like this is now a karaoke machine, and, and that's it. I mean, it was fun for while it lasted, but... They just, you know, you can't expect them to just keep handing out uh, money hand over fist. There's a point, yeah, like, other stuff comes up, other games come out, and we cannot, it's like a a needy significant other, where they just want your attention and your money, and it's like, you know, I need, I need, I have friends, I have other things to play and enjoy, let me go do that, and then it just leaves. That model is based solely on the fact that, oh, these games are slightly, or, or, even kind of popular and it sells. Let's so he, ramp it up. He takes the idea and and ramps it up, and he never accounts for the fact that some of these people only bought this because it's their first time seeing the idea. Some of these people are only playing some of these games that are getting so often cloned because it's the first time they're seeing it and they like the idea. But the first title, these the the ones that they play, they satisfy all the needs they're looking for. They're not looking for these many, this many variations of the same thing that can honestly, with some collaboration, be minimized a little bit and then probably made even better. These are going to provide an issue for the very fans of these communities having released so many of these same games. You can see the same thing in any other industry with any other product. It's just, this is as simple as oversaturation and uh, uh, coupled with disappointment on delivery i do want to point out that we are older gamers who've been playing for a while and that for somebody who's younger and jumping into like video games at 10 years old you know five years old even like in this day and age this is like being a kid in a candy shop 
and which is not necessarily always a good thing because they get sweet tooth and have to rip those teeth out. Yeah. But now kids have more options than ever to find a game that is just for them. Like, I think Terraria is fine, and I don't need any of these clones, but if some kid thinks that Kriya, because of a talent tree, is way better, then that's more power to them. I, st- I still think these games are, are pretty unnecessary, but, like, I also want to look at both sides of this argument because I hate to really just condemn one side or, you know, I play devil's advocate a little bit. I'm all for condemning. See? Okay, that's your thing because you're hate bit hero. Um, hey. But, like I said, you know, it's, it's good for people that that have those niches and like they have specific needs or they have specific you know like oh maybe terraria like i don't like a medieval fantasy kind of world i'd rather play in space well you got starbound you got edge of space um there there's definitely the negative where you're oversaturating the market and you're seeing all these games that aren't always great but for the ones that are good it's good for people that that have different needs or different interests you know it's I think now is a good time to be a young gamer because you're going to find more things that you, you specifically like. But that's just my opinion, and you heard hate. Um, but we really would really like to know what you guys think. Um, do you think that there are too many clones these days, or do you think that that might like I like I advocated earlier that it's good for younger people who uh, who want more options, you know, who don't just want the one game a year they get on their birthday. They, you know, they have smaller games that are worth five, ten, fifteen dollars that they can get. Um, yeah, please let us know what you think. Comment on the YouTube video, uh, or email us at ga- uh, gamegopodcast at gmail dot com, or leave a comment on uh, gamegopodcast dot com. And if you there's enjoy what so you're listening to, so many ways to, to get to us. Yeah, there's a lot of avenues. Twitter game at gamego eleven. If you like what you're listening to, if you agree or disagree with us, and you really want to let us know, hit us up there. Um, please, please hit us up. By the way, this whole topic was a user. It was sent in by by Jaded, actually. Thank you very much, Jaded Nostalgic, for sending in this topic. Gave us a lot to talk about. Yeah, I was a little uh, unsure of what I wanted to say, but I definitely found it. Yeah, last week, too, was uh, Chubzilla's, right? No, last week was Nikki. I'm sorry. Last week was Nikki. The week before that? Okay, never mind. Sorry, Chubzilla. You're not helping us at all. <laughs> no, we, we're just trying to find a good way to like discuss that one evenly. Um, but you know what? Maybe we should do that next week. Next week, we'll be talking about franchises that uh, either they coast by on their good name or they try to innovate and stay fresh without you know suffering like Guitar Hero did. This might tie into a segment or some as a series of videos I'm going to do soon called Misappropriation. Yes. Um... But yeah, let us know what you think. Uh, if you like what you hear, please give us a good rating wherever you're listening to this or share this with a friend. That's really the most important thing that we can ask you to do is share it with a friend or two. If they like it, hopefully they'll share it and we can grow. And uh, we actually do have a giveaway planned for Guardians of the Galaxy, but we'll mention more about that on the stream and as it gets near to the end of that storyline. Um, but yeah, we'll let you guys know. As always, we thank you for listening to Game Go a podcast where we talk about video games and whatever else we feel like. I am Sonrith, and with me as always is Hate Hero. We'll see Ayo. you guys. We'll see you guys next week. Ayo.